Yesterday on the show, I proposed that the time was right for Elliot Cadeau to go ahead and reclassify following the end of the EYBL regular sessions. Apparently, it's a great minds think alike scenario because Cadeau announced on Tuesday that he's coming to Chapel Hill a whole year early. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. It's the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you so much for joining us on today's show if it's your first time ever welcome we're so glad you're here come on in the water's fine today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel the official sportsbook of Locked On make every moment more visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started coming up on today's show as you would imagine it's all about Elliot Cadeau we do have a few updates for you later in the show men's golf and uh, Caleb Love finally has found a home. We'll talk about those things in brief, but mostly want to get to everything we've got to unpack with Elliot Cadeau. And there's a lot because it's got ramifications for this year, for next year, all sorts of stuff. So because of that, we're not going to try to unpack it all in just today's show. We're going to take it over the course of a couple episodes. So we'll talk about it some today. Um, Coach Pat Kilby will be joining me on tomorrow's show. Don't freak out. Today is Wednesday. We just switched the schedule this week. He will be joining us on Thursday. We'll talk about what it looks like for the scholarship math, starting lineups, etc. All of that. We'll we'll do it. So let's just start with, with talking about it. We said yesterday on the show, if you were with us, the timing was right. The window was open. You have these four regular sessions of UIBL, and then there's like a month break before Peach Jam takes place. And I know it would have been fun for Elliot to be part of that with his teammates and whatever. But if he was going to make this decision to reclassify for multiple reasons, there was some sense in doing it now. The rest of his classmates are about to enroll in early June. There's a a summer session that will start. It allows him to get in and working with the guys sooner and just getting that rapport that you can only build by being in proximity and playing together and living together and going to class together, all those things happen. And so it's good from that standpoint. It's also good from the standpoint of helping the coaching staff because now they have a more firm idea of like, all right, we're getting really close to really fully knowing what the roster is going to be at this point. So while this causes Cadeau to miss Peach Jam, it is a helpful move for the Tar Heels for this year and truthfully beyond because now Coach Davis and the staff can can restart thinking about 2024 again. So um, the timing was right. The window was open. Cadeau could pull the trigger and he did. Boy, did he. And it's great news because with all due respect to RJ Davis, and to Simeon Wilcher, and to Seth Trimble. Cadeau comes in and is immediately the best playmaker on the roster. I I know it is a cliche, it's an easy comp, but legitimately, the Tar Heels have not seen a playmaker, an assist man, a, a basketball instigator, 
a, a basketball play instigator of this level since Kendall Marshall or Ed Coda before him. That's not hyperbole. That's not me talking above what I should be talking. That is the level of playmaker that Elliot Cadeau is. If you've not been tracking, like, for example, his EYBL numbers through the summer circuit here, or the, I guess, the early spring circuit, <laughs> against the other best players in high school outside of those who are just graduated, he's averaging just shy of 10 assists per game and was above 10 assists per game for a long stretch of that. Like it, it all translates and it all makes sense. So again, due respect to those guys that that is what it is. And to my eyeballs, Elliot is more athletic than Kendall was. He's shorter, but I, I believe he's more athletic. And that, that combination of what he's able to do, it just makes sense. So you bring him in, you slot him in, and you let him go. The funny thing is, yes, it is a, quote, reclassification, but Elliot is 18 right now and will turn 19 on September 4th, which is like typical college freshman age. So while it is a reclass, it's not him jumping into something that his body biologically isn't ready for you know like Gigi Jackson reclassifying last year legit you know 17 years old playing at South Carolina and so there's that now you might recall at the beginning of this I was kind of anti Elliot Cadeau coming I don't I don't mind reminding myself and others of that I I was against it because of everything the backcourt already had um, because of what I thought was a need at the wing and for more depth in the front court. But then about a month ago, maybe three, four weeks ago, I, I flipped my thinking on it. And I said, you know, if you can go get Cadeau right now, you, you don't wait. Why? If you have a generational playmaker, I mean, we, that's what Kendall was. That's what Ed Cota was. That's what it seems like Elliot Cadeau is going to be. And you can pair him with two of your most proven veterans of the most recent generation in both Armando Baycott and RJ Davis. Do it. Make it happen. And so that's part of why I switched my thinking if you weren't with us then. So again, slot him in. Don't second guess it. He's your point guard. He's your one. And then you go from there. So thinking about the starting lineup, then I want to talk about that. We're going to do it (laughs) tease me a little bit, huh? We're going to talk about that starting lineup and what I think it should look like. And we'll do it in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. The finals are set. Boy, what a stinker the Celtics laid in game seven. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win i love betting with fanduel because they have great promotions literally every day the app it's safe it's secure and it's super easy to use not to mention that you can get paid instantly so there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than america's number one sports book visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the nba 
All right, folks. So let's talk starting lineup for North Carolina. Now that we know for sure that Elliot Cadeau is part of the roster. As it looks for me, I just said you go ahead and you slot him in at the one, the point guard position. From there, the other two kind of no-brainers I think we would all get to are R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott. You put R.J. at the two because, again, Elliott is a better initiator of the offense, a better playmaker. I mean, it just it just is true. And so that means that R.J. is going to be your shooting guard. I love the thought of him being now not the primary playmaker, but a secondary playmaker. That would be R.J., and allowing him to score and do what he does. I know it's going to make for an undersized backcourt with R.J. Davis and Elliott Cadeau, and we're going to unpack that tomorrow with Pack, literally in our Unpacking It segment, so make sure you're tuned in for that. Um, but it just makes sense. You're you're not not starting R.J. You're not, uh, just, you're not going to do that. And then to the other end of the spectrum, Armando Baycott. Boy, is he going to benefit from having Cadeau in the lineup in a massive way. I wish um, Armando was more of a, like, you think about Kendall and having the benefit of Tyler Zeller just running like a gazelle up and down the court all the way to ACC Player of the Year honors. Like, Ar- Armando is doing more of that, and I think the more of that he can prepare himself to just rim run, the the more Cadeau's going to reward that and get him in space. I think this is a also, we're talking starting lineup, but I think this is a big win for Jalen Washington, who I think projects a little more to do that Zeller type of stuff. So keep your eye on that. So if we're saying that, that you've got Cadeau at the one, RJ at the two, and then Baycott at the five, the question really only becomes three and four. I think you will, we'll talk, depth and and other guys later um but looking right now at the starting three and starting four i think the three has to be cormac ryan if if cadeau never came i would have slotted him in at the two with cadeau coming now i would bump ryan to the three great shooter uh, great defense um, experience tenacious is going to do everything you need to do to help try to win a basketball game. And then for me, that means then you slide Harrison Ingram to the four. That's been a position we've looked at a lot of, man, who is this going to be? Who fills this role? And interestingly, as we've talked about it, as coach Pat Kilby and I have talked about it, a lot of it has been dependent on, do you have Elliot Cadeau or not? You might recall last week we talked about is Jalen Washington potentially a starting four. Is it Jalen Withers? Are you still looking in the portal to bring in somebody else? Well, I think it's clear cut now, and I do mean that. I think it's clear cut that you have a starting lineup where Harrison Ingram is your four. And I know you look at that, and that's not maybe traditional, and you go back to his recruitment from Stanford, and all the conversation with Coach Davis is, I'm being recruited to come in and be the three, the wing, the small forward. I don't think that's going to happen now. Let's just plain and simply say, I think the thing that, not I think, the thing that makes the most sense, let me be more definitive about it, is to put Harrison Ingram at the four. Our guy, Riley Davis, who writes for Field of 68 and does other stuff, actually wrote an article about this, about Harrison Ingram's fit. And so we're actually going to have him on either later this week or next week to talk about that article, unpack it, and his thoughts on Harrison Ingram. But that's how I see it right now as your starting five. Cadeau at the one, Davis at the two, Cormac Ryan at three, 
Harrisoninger at four, and Armando Baycott at the five. Again, depth off the bench, who comes in behind them. Got some thoughts, ideas on that. We're going to talk about the possibility soon. Remember I said we're not unpacking everything today. That's just the next step. And so uh, our uh, friend of the show, uh, Mike Bova, who lives in New York, asked me, do you think they go to a three-guard offense? And you, you've you seen it from what I've said. I've been hoping for a long time that they would. And, and the answer, very briefly, very succinctly, is yes. I do think that they go to a three-guard offense. I think Coach Davis showed a willingness to do that some and more. Last year, even a four-guard offense at times. I think now, whether he wants to or not, based on personnel, you kind of have to. Because to me, this is the best quintet you have at your disposal. There could be other times where you you don't do that um, and you kind of go jumbo. Like if you want Jalen Washington at the four, Mondo at the five, Harrison Ingram at the three or something, you could do those kind of things. But I legitimately think we will see Carolina more often than not in a three-guard lineup next season. I mean, think about the idea of Elliot Cadeau setting up R.J. Davis to do what he does well, setting up Cormac Ryan to just pull from deep, setting up Baycott in better position. I like all due respect to the guards that Baycott has had around him. Cadeau is going to be able to put him in a much better position than any of them have to do what he does best, assuming these other guys can keep hitting from the perimeter as you need. So Cadeau setting up those three guys and letting Harrison Ingram be a playmaker, that's awesome. Come on. What about Harrison Ingram setting up those guys? Remember what a great point forward he is. So you've got both of these dudes, Cadeau and Ingram, as these playmakers. But now the good news is, unlike Stanford, Harrison Ingram doesn't have to be the main guy, the main scoring option, the main distributor. Now he becomes a secondary playmaker. And that's great news because that's how he flourished and what he did so well to get ranked so high coming out of high school. It also allows RJ Davis to be a secondary or even tertiary playmaker and just be a bucket. Listen, I I know it seems small with RJ and Elliot. It's doable with the right scheme. You just got to be intentional. Again, we're going to talk about that more. I love what it shows. I love what we're looking at with this lineup. I think it could be really, really good. So, um, with Elliot reclassifying to the class of 2023, how does that affect his ranking and how does it affect Carolina's 2023 class? How does it affect Carolina's 2024 class? Let's answer those questions. Elliot in the class of 2023, at least at 247 sports was ranked 10th. I watched a video from Adam Finkelstein, who does a lot of their high school scouting and, and rankings and stuff. And he said, internally, we were already having discussions that when the next set of rankings released, that Cadeau would move from top 10 to top five in terms of what level player he was in the class of 2024. Now, we know uh, because it, it refreshed on Tuesday after Cadeau recommitted that in the class of 2023, he's been listed as the 12th best player. And at Rivals, which would be like Tar Heel Illustrated with um, Andrew Jones, like they're a subsidiary of Rivals. Um, they have him as the eighth best player in the class of 2023. Crazy stuff there. Uh, ESPN hadn't refreshed their rankings yet. And I actually didn't check on threes 
to see if um, they had refreshed there, but can do that another time. Don't need to try to do that in real time. So you look at it, that's where, I mean, Cadeau just slides right into the class of 2023 and is still an elite top 15 player. And that just goes to show what a great basketball player he is with high IQ and playmaking capability. And we haven't even been talking about finishing or shooting or other things. We'll get to those. Now, how does this affect Carolina's 2023 class? Because obviously um, prior to this, at least in terms of incoming freshmen, it was just Simeon Wilcher and Zayden High. That class was ranked 33rd at 247 Sports. After adding Cadeau to that class, it is now ranked 13th. So they jumped 20 spots following Cadeau's reclassification. Now, the other question becomes, you might remember that Carolina has the number one class in 2024 because of Cadeau, Ian Jackson, Drake Powell, and, excuse me, um, James Brown. And so um, after losing Cadeau out of that class, Carolina's 24 class falls from one all the way down to one. That's right. Carolina's 24 class, even without Cadeau, is still ranked number one nationally right now. And so you start to think about that 24 class. Does this open up Boogie Fland possibilities for him to come? Uh, he's a bit of a different playmaker, more of a or a different guard, more of a combo guard than Cadeau is. But I don't think Carolina would have gotten Fland with Elliott in that same class. And so this is a good thing. Do you go look at another point guard? What you know? I think this opens up possibilities for Coach Davis and the staff to go look at someone else very seriously in the class of 2024. Don't forget, there's still the offer out there to Jaron Stevenson, who was on campus on Tuesday, the same day that Elliot announced he was on campus on his official visit, Jaron Stevenson was. So we will certainly keep our eyes out on that to see what happens. All right, what we still need to talk about is the scholarship math. How does Elliot Cadeau's reclassification affect that? You know I got my colorful rainbow chart ready and we'll talk about that in just a second. All right, so next we turn our attention to the scholarship math conversation because that's where it always goes. Okay, a player either commits or reclassifies or transfers in or transfers out or whatever it is, it always upsets the numbers and we have to take a re-look at it. And so uh, as I always do, I have it ready for you. For those of you watching, I'm actually going to go ahead and show the... Um, scholarship chart uh, availability here on the screen. Let me turn off my lower third so you can see all the information there and we'll turn it back on later. So uh, obviously for those of you who are listening and not watching, I will continue to explain this. Do not worry. Uh, but very quickly, the class now of 2023 moves, the roster moves from 10 scholarships taken, three available, to 11 taken, two available. So now the incoming freshman class, those three, we just said it, but Elliot Cadeau, Zayden High, Simeon Wilcher. That means the sophomore class is still Seth Trimble, Jalen Washington. That's five. The junior class, the lone junior on Carolina's roster is Harrison Ingram. And the seniors are RJ Davis, Jalen Withers. Keep in mind, they both have COVID eligibility should they choose to use it. And then the super seniors, those taking advantage of their COVID eligibility, are Armando Baycott, Cormac Ryan, and Paxson Wojcik. So Carolina has two more scholarships to play with 
in this class. What are they going to do with it? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. We just talked about Jaron Stevenson. There's been a lot of talk there. You might have seen Ian Jackson's Instagram story on Tuesday following Elliott's announcement. Just some things that made you think, hmm, might, might Ian really still come in next year, get in a year early, and anything he adds is a cherry on top, you know? But like had a video on his story of both of them meeting at a young age, of them, uh, both of them announcing their Carolina stuff. He had another one that was kind of a blurred thing where you couldn't see what the image was. And it just makes you think, is Ian Jackson potentially going to take one of these final two scholarships? Could it be Jaron Stevenson? Could it be somebody that's still in the NBA draft process right now? Because they've still got, you know, till basically till tonight, Wednesday at midnight to pull out. So lots of possibilities there for those final two scholarships. If I was guessing right now, what I would say is that Carolina will use one and hold on to one, give it to a, one of the walk-ons, and that it will either be Jaron Stevenson committing and then reclassifying, or Ian Jackson doing what Elliot did and going ahead and reclassifying. Everything about his game suggests that Ian Jackson, that is, is ready to go ahead and go just like these other guys. And so we'll keep our eyes on that. Looking forward ahead to 24 and 25, um, and beyond, there's no point in really talking about how many scholarships are open or available right now. You can see how things would play out if everyone used all of their eligibility. That's what this chart shows, but it won't play that way. There will be transfers out, transfers in and all sorts of stuff. It's just a helpful thing to see. All that really matters is this year because that's all you can focus on in this day and age. Um, so I'll leave that scholarship chart up for just a little bit longer for those of you who are watching to be able to look at things that way. Now, a couple non-Elliot Cadeau bits of related information, although one is somewhat slightly tied, is Caleb Love, who, as you probably remember and know, I while I'm talking about Caleb, I am going to go ahead and take down the uh, scholarship chart now. Um, Caleb Love had uh, committed verbally to Michigan, and then things didn't work out with admissions and other stuff, and so... Um, had to essentially decommit and reopen his recruiting. It seemed like, you know, it would make sense to go to Missouri or Indiana or some of these other places kind of close to home, but then started hearing talk of some West coast programs, you know, like Gonzaga and Arizona amongst others and knew that he was kind of leaked that Caleb was visiting Arizona over the weekend and made his decision right then and there. Um, not only that, but is signed, uh, so said his social media post about it. So there is no Michigan situation here. Caleb Love will go to Arizona. It, kind of an interesting decision because there's already a pretty loaded backcourt situation there despite losing Kurt Creesa. And so I'm just interested to see how that plays out. What you might have already connected, and this is pretty cool, is Coach Steve Robinson, who was an assistant under Roy Williams for a long time is on staff there under Tommy Lloyd at Arizona. And so Caleb and coach Rob reunited pretty cool stuff there in terms of landing spot. I'm super glad that Caleb has found a spot. I'm glad that it's a high octane offense. I'm glad that it's on the other side of the country where it's just going to be a little bit easier to celebrate his success. Interestingly, the wildcats do come to Cameron indoor. I think they're playing actually at Cameron, but they do play Duke this year. And so that'll be an interesting uh, storyline to watch there. So um, outside of DeMarco Dunn, who still 
hasn't committed somewhere. We now officially know the landing spot of the other. It'd be fu- I honestly thought DeMarco would go to Arizona, kind of back towards where he's from. But so Caleb Love to Arizona, Puff Johnson to Penn State, Tyler Nickel to Virginia Tech, Dontre Styles to Georgetown, Will Shaver to UAB. He's also somebody that committed, decommitted, and recommitted. <laughs> and then Justin McCoy to Hawaii. So that rounds out all of Carolina's transfers out for the season. All right, men's golf, unfortunately, could not make the national championship match that takes place today, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, As you know, if you've been with us, you've been tracking, they did make it as the number one seed into match play starting on Tuesday morning, where they faced Arizona State. Carolina beat Arizona State in the quarterfinals. That was great. Uh, Some nice come, come from behind matches from Carolina's fourth and fifth guys. And then uh, ran into, interestingly, Georgia Tech in the final four in the afternoon semifinals. And then the other semifinal was Florida State and Florida, interestingly enough. So three quarters of the final four was represented by the ACC. Don't dissolve this thing yet. (laughs) Let's keep it going. But um, Florida prevailed over Florida State. And then, unfortunately, Carolina lost to Georgia Tech three points to two. So just... Couldn't do it so close to playing for a national championship there. Hopefully next year. Would love to see it. All right. Elliot Cadeau's the Tar Heel. It's great news. Uh, we'll be talking more about uh, the ins and outs of this, what um, depth might look like, how you defend with a smaller backcourt. Coach Pat Kilby's ready to talk about that. We'll have all of it ready for you on tomorrow's show. So you everydayers, I know you'll be here. If you're not an everydayer, make sure you are tuning in for that. If you would go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, you can leave reviews. Five stars, leave some comments about why you love Locked on Tar Heels. You can follow the show on Twitter, Locked on Heels, or you can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Shade. If you want to have a more in-depth conversation, you can email the show, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Please, if you would also subscribe to the show on YouTube, smash the like button and leave comments on your thoughts on Elliot Cadeau. I've got a question going on the community tab on YouTube right now about what you think the starting lineup would be. Go let me know your thoughts on that. Friends, I want to remind you, especially on a great day like this, that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, peace. Peace.